This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So much to break down with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning, who joins us now. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. First of all, how's the snow situation? Uh, Victoria? Yeah. It never snows in Victoria. You always Beautiful say day that. over but... here, sunny already. We'll be out on the beach. This <laughs> it's afternoon. summer. You got your shorts on, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we did have a, a run of snow in uh, Victoria a little while ago, and, but at the moment, it looks fine out there, fingers crossed. Everyone, of course, is dragging out memories of the great blizzard of 1996, and I notice every time people talk about the great blizzard of 1996, the amount of snow that actually landed keeps growing. So my <laughs> recollection is you got to say it in feet, right? right like, you right. know, metric doesn't do it for, for snowfall. So my recollection was four feet of snow, oh, but I'm now much. seeing stories saying it was six. And uh-huh. heavens only knows how much snow it was with oh, drift. Boy. So anyway. You guys over there on the island, I tell you. Well, it's coming your way. So I'm sure when we talk to you tomorrow, it's going to be a different situation. Well, a big, the big difference, of course, from 1996 is we actually have some snow removal equipment oh, that's here good. in the capital. Uh, you know, the, the snow removal plan back in 1996 was wait for it to melt. Uh, now, believe it or not, I actually saw a plow go by the house one day uh, last week, and I went, geez, where did that come from? We used to have to borrow the plow from Duncan if they weren't See? using it. Yeah, Things change. I once got stranded in Las Vegas years ago at the airport trying to get a flight out because a, a sprinkling, like a dusting of snow fell, and they closed the airport. And yeah. I said, what are you guys doing? And they explained to us, we have no equipment to deal with any kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. cold or snow. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Victoria, just like yeah, Las no, Vegas. No, my neighbor's kid uh, had somebody uh, was out uh, a while ago. Well, back then, uh, shoveling out the driveway and then the road up to the the side street, up to the main road, and we, a bunch of us sort of stood around and watched him. We said, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "Well, I have to get back to work in Prince George." And okay, and he said, "Well, I figured if I get you know up to the road, the plow will be along." And we went, ah, I see your problem. There is no plow. Yeah, good luck. What the hell are you talking about? How do you people live here? Well, it's Victoria. There you go. So special. Uh, All right, let's talk uh, some COVID-19 here as well from the briefing of yesterday. It was really interesting because I I know we were expecting, oh, more restrictions, more of this. And there wasn't, but I felt a lot of honest discussion about, hey, we don't want to force you to do more, but we'd really like you to do more. Yeah, I mean, how bad is it when Dr. Bonnie Henry, who's the provincial health officer and who's issued, I don't know how many orders uh, over the two years, many of them uh, needed, uh, is saying, I, I'm not into giving, issuing orders anymore. I'm just going to try to persuade you to do the right thing. Uh, she put businesses on notice that they have to dig out their old safety plans and drag them out and implement them again. And she basically told all of us that uh, not so much that you're on your own, but we all need to be proactive. Omicron is so infectious, it is moving so quickly that Dr. Henry doesn't think more orders will solve the problem. And that so there aren't essentially more orders on the horizon, and we know even schools are going to stay open. Unlike yeah. other areas that like Ontario, they're going remote. They're committing to keeping yeah. schools open. 
They are. And, you know, the other thing she threw out yesterday was, and it applies everywhere, uh, was businesses should prepare to lose up to a third of their staff to sickness. So when you when you go right through what she said, there's no reason to think that won't necessarily apply to schools or even health care. Uh, this thing, again, is so infectious, moves so quickly. Uh, it's true that the uh, cases of Omicron that you get are not as severe, statistically anyway, so far, as what Delta was like, but it's combined with some Omicron-type complications. We're getting cases, she said this, uh, where you're getting COVID-19 mixed up with flu and seasonal cold. Exactly. And, you know, the, not so long ago, BC was boasting it had these huge platoons of contact tracers. I don't know, 1. 1,600 people were tracing contact. doesn't work. Omicron moves so quickly, by the time you figured out where the heck people got Omicron, uh, it's gone and infected a whole bunch more people. So, it, it's as I said, it's not like she cut us loose and said we're all on our own, but she did make it really clear yesterday that we're now into an era where it's a very different pandemic, it's moving very quickly, and we need to be prepared for a very high case count that may yet spill over into hospitalizations in the ICU. Isn't it fair to say, though, or maybe think, Vaughn, that we already have that very high case count, but we just don't have an accurate number? Uh, that is also true, Simi. We, have, uh, we blew by our maximum testing ability a while ago. They're now reserving tests for high-risk cases, healthcare workers and things like that. They'll be reserving them uh, for teachers and the healthcare and the uh, school system. So we don't know that. Uh, and yes, um, even the hospitalization numbers, you know, and people who say it's no big deal, don't spread fear, they say, well, look at the hospitalization and the ICU numbers. Those aren't, those aren't high. Uh, well, the answer to that is they're not high yet. There's a lag in cases uh-huh. that come forward. Also, you know, I listened to health care minister Adrian Dix yesterday, and he always talks about the capacity of the system. So BC's system, healthcare system's capacity is about 500 ICU beds. And yesterday he told us that we already, with all kinds of health care problems, so obviously not just COVID-19, but, you know, people who've had heart surgery and been in automobile accidents and all that, we're at 450 ICU beds wow. occupied. Uh, so that's almost 90% now. Yes, the system has 200 surge beds. They've planned for, well, what if we get overwhelmed? Yes, we have 200 bed safety margin, but here's the problem with that. Do we have enough healthcare workers to staff them if the healthcare system is in danger of losing, say, up to a third of its workforce to people being homesick? That's the that was the thing for all businesses, right? Yeah. Is that be prepared to have fewer people. They want yeah. you to allow these workers to not come into work. Yes, uh, government, uh, you know, started the new year by saying, hey, for the first time we have all employers are required to have five paid sick days for everyone so that people don't work sick. Well, 
I was listening to those numbers yesterday and how quickly Omicron is spreading. I mean, will we blow through those five days in, in some workplaces in the first month under COVID? I mean, this is really uncharted territory, even though we've been through four waves and this is the fifth wave. And yes, the evidence from elsewhere suggests that Omicron infects more people, but not as seriously. And many people are already vaccinated and that's more protection. But, well, another number that came out yesterday is boosters. The backlog of British Columbians needing to be boosted is still huge. Uh, about 600,000 people are due to get boosted because they've passed the six-month threshold or they haven't responded to the invitation to get boosted, but they're not boosted yet. So we're boosting, we're, we're delivering booster shots at a fairly good pace, but, you know, since the numbers we got last Friday, uh, they've done about 60,000 booster shots. That's not very much. Put that together with 600,000 people due to get boosted. uh, You know, you can see why we're getting lots of cautionary messages. Those are important. Um, But we all need to be on our guard because um, that's... Almost all we can do right now is to minimize our own risk. That's true in the workplace. That's yeah. true in your social life and in everything else. So also, she addressed this idea of BC with the warehouse, like in Raiders of the Lost Ark, with a whole pile of uh, rapid tests sitting there. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, she got asked about it. The federal stats show that Ottawa has delivered hundreds of thousands more testing kits to BC of one kind or another than BC has used. Now, it's true that those stats are two or three weeks out of date, but they're all we have. So she says it's a myth. Well, it doesn't look like a myth when you look at the stats. Okay, maybe it's not millions, but it's certainly hundreds of thousands of of testing kits that Ottawa says it's delivered to BC that BC hasn't used. And Dr. Henry has never been much of an enthusiast about especially rapid testing. So, you know, she says, um, well, it's a myth, but I don't know. Uh, Until Ottawa updates its stats, it looks to me like there are an awful lot of testing kits that have been delivered to BC that haven't been used. Hmm, All right. More questions to come. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.